Welcome to the No Ball Save Zone. I am Steven, and... I'm Isaiah. There we go. And I'm a Charlie. Nailed it, guys. Yes. I think we can just end the show now. There's only an intro. Yeah, that's that's an episode. Tune in next time. You can follow me at Twitter. So this week we're playing Sonic Pinball Party for the Game Boy Advance. It's the first Sonic game for a non-Sega console. I mean, it's the first Sonic pinball game for... God damn it, I ruined my own <laughs> yeah, joke. It's not... It's extremely not the first Sonic game for a non-Sega console. It's the first Sonic pinball game for a non there you go. It's also the second Sonic pinball game, so I kind of feel like it isn't that much of an achievement. Well, it depends if you count... well... It's also the first spin-off title for a non-Sega console, right? Yeah. It depends if you call Sonic Advance a spin- spin-off. Sonic Advance feels like its own unique main series of Sonic games to me. Yeah. Welcome to the no spin-off zone. <laughs> well, okay. That's good. But yeah, this is a Sonic game. There's also a pinball game. But it's not like Sonic Spinball, where even though you don't really need to, you can spin dash, and like you have this sort of unique control over Sonic, which creates this neat environment to explore. This is just pinball with Sonic faces on it. Yeah. Well, not just Sonic. There's a lot of Sega characters in this. See, this I think is the stage of Sega's life where literally all of their characters are just Sonic's friends and not actually unique characters in and of themselves. <laughs> yeah. So like Samba de Amigo and Knights have both just been stapled to Sonic's like left and right pants legs. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, I have the menu just going on. And the bottom left and right corners, like it'll show Sonic characters and then it'll go to like Knights characters. And they'll do the Sama de Amigo characters. Then it'll go into what I assume is Fantasy Star Online. Oh, there's also Choo Choo. Yeah, Choo Choo is in this game sometimes. There's just a bunch of, like, real-looking characters, but there's, like, one looking like an elf, so I assume it's Fantasy Star. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know if Fantasy Star characters were on this. <laughs> like, if there might be in some weird hidden game, because you don't even see the Choo Choo's until you get to the pinball minigame, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho... This is really interesting to me because I've been, like, for pretty much my entire life, I've been a big fan of Sonic, for better or for worse. And then I always see these characters, and I'm like, maybe one day I'll investigate the games they're from. And I never have. Yeah, no, there's no... I mean, Sama de Amigo is a rhythm game, so, like, get that out of here. And then Knights is just, <laughs> like, we'll we'll be playing it on the show at some point, so, like, get ready, I guess. I guess so. I do have the Dreamcast Knights on Steam, and I played that for a while, and I was like, this is a game. And I've also played the, the Wii game. Don't you mean Saturn? Uh, Saturn, is that right? Yeah, it was on the dead console. See, that's that's how little I know. I mean, to be fair, like, every Sega Saturn game you probably just thought was on the Dreamcast, so... Yeah, that checks out. They're basically the same console generation, except the Saturn didn't work. Anywho, like I said before... <laughs> This game has several modes, unlike Sonic Spinball, which is just kind of a regular campaign like it was for games back then. This game has an arcade mode, a story mode, a child garden, a casinoopolis mode, and then an options menu. <laughs> <laughs> there's a party mode, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a multiplayer. It's multiplayer, yeah. so we didn't we didn't get to play it. <laughs> no, nah, we did not connect our Game Boy Advances together, believe it or not. That just reminds me of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and like how it's going to come out in a format where you don't need to own two Game Boy Advances and a connector cable for each just to play with your friend. Oh my god. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. So the story mode is this sort of tournament setup, like a fighting game. 
But the issue is that, like, you're not really fighting anybody when you get into it. It's just... Complete this objective. Evil Tails pops up, and he's like, Can you get 15 million points before the timer, Sonic? You're an idiot. Also, you're a moron. Yeah. <laughs> Friggin' Tails... Tails pop... This is extremely out of nowhere. Tails comes up, and he's got red eyes and, like, an evil grin, and he just calls Sonic a moron, and Sonic's just like, Tails, like, are you... are you cool? Like, what's up? And Tails is like, beat me a pinball, bitch! <laughs> it's very... It's funny, but it's funny in a way that's like, they didn't intend for this to be funny. I completely disagree with you. I think that someone got sick and tired of, like, writing bad Sonic characters, and they just decided to, like, take Tails in the opposite direction, because he's been just becoming more and more of a soft boy, as far as, like, <laughs> like the adventure games are concerned. And they were like, what if Tails is just an asshole? Let's just make Tails an asshole for a little bit. Yeah, and then they went for it, and I loved it. I was very into it. I saw that, and it put a smile on my face that did not leave until the fourth time I had to do that level. I, de <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it ironically, but not unironically. And that's, I think, where you and I had a, had a different experience. I find it weird that you don't think it was on purpose silly, because... This game seems pretty frivolous. This game seems like somebody needed a break. I guess so. And everyone besides the guy who had to program these pinball physics got that break. <laughs> I don't know, the artist probably had a lot of work to do, because there is a lot of art in this game. Yeah, but I feel like this is at the point where we could just bit crunch drawings, so they probably just took a bunch of official art and, like, crushed it. I definitely think that happened, actually, now that you say that. Yeah, it's really weird looking at, like, weird filtered, bit-crunched Knights models. Yeah, like, they look super weird. Yeah. But, basically, the, the way it works is it's a tournament. You start by fighting Knuckles. I don't think that he was tricked into fighting you. It seems as though he has his own reasoning for being at the tournament. Yeah, he's Knuckles. Yeah, he just kind of wants to be antagonistic, because that's just the only thing he knows how to be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we're still at the, like, Knuckles doesn't like anyone for some reason <laughs> stage. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't think we really ever got over, but that's a separate conversation. Yeah. Well, at this point, when you first see Knuckles, he's like, You're not gonna win, but maybe you should try. Get 10 million points to beat me, blue boy. <laughs> blue boy. And then Sonic is like, You're on, Knucklehead! And I'm like, what is this, the comics? Yes. It's like playing Kirby's Avalanche. Yeah, but with Sonic characters. Remind me remind me what the stakes are. I know Eggman's behind this, but I've completely forgotten. I don't know. I, I don't know. Cream's mom is stolen again, who who cares? <laughs> Eggman's like, if you want to save the world, you have to beat your friends in a pinball tournament. I guess. There's also just a bunch of like Sega characters in the tournament, but you don't get to see them. It's not like in Sonic Spinball it was I've built a fortress that hits you around like a pinball, yeah. and so you have to maneuver through it. It's like, no, you, Sonic the Hedgehog, have to walk up to a pinball table and play that pinball machine and be good at it. Yeah, it's really weird. It doesn't feel real. And the, and the pinball machine also has your face on it? So, apparently the plot is that Robotnik is kidnapping animals and turning them to robots at Casinoopolis, so Sonic is investigating. Okay. One of the levels in this game is a casino level. <laughs> yeah, they're, they just reuse assets. Well, not assets. They reuse the music and names of Sonic Advance 1 stages. Yeah. Yeah. There's also Supersonic Racing. 
Dude, I was really surprised when there was a big crunch version of Supersonic Racing playing. I, that caught me completely off guard. I was very pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, same. I think you guys are getting ahead of yourselves. We haven't mentioned that basically what you have to do to beat the first level of story mode is put the ball through a very specific loop several times, and then Eggman will come down and like land at a spot. And if you get the ball into that spot, the game just gives you 10 million points, basically. And that's the that's like how you get that many points. There's not really another way to reliably do that. Yeah, there's this spot, I guess I forgot to mention there's one other mode, which is a tutorial mode, which I actually found pretty helpful. Okay. But basically, Omochao just tells you the different things that the board can do. So if you go to Omochao, he'll be like, Hey, which board do you want to learn about? And you can select Knights, or Sonic, or Samba de Amigo if you've unlocked it. We're not sure if there are more boards than that. I, we don't think that there are, but none of us... I'm pretty sure it's just those three, because it's the only ones on the box are. Yeah, none of us have beaten the story mode. I've got the furthest, but we'll be back to that in a second. Basically, he'll tell you what any item on the board can do. And there's several that we'll get into in a minute, but he was helpful for me realizing like, oh, there's just one thing you're supposed to do, and that's get Eggman to appear and then kill him. Yeah. And that's also how you effectively go through to the next board, because this game, like Charlie said, features different boards that are based on Sonic Advance. And the night stage has a different mechanic. It doesn't just also have Eggman. But basically, every single one of the Sonic-themed stages are the same layout, just overlaid with different yeah. assets to represent a different zone. So you go from, oh, this is Neo Green Hill Zone, to the next one after that depends on which character in the story mode that you're fighting for some reason. Oh, interesting. Because in the Knuckles one, I don't think it's possible to score less than 10 million points by hitting Eggman, so it just always ends there. Yeah, that just gives you 10 million. Yeah, but the next one where you fight evil Tails, which I don't know why Tails had to be evil. Because Knuckles didn't have to be evil. <laughs> yeah, Knuckles was normal Knuckles, and Tails was evil Tails. And that, that's it. It's real weird. But basically, at, like, you fight evil Tails, and he's like, now you have to get 15 million points, and that's just enough to make you have to beat Eggman and then play another board. And the board then is the ice area. I forget what it's called. That was the cue for Charlie to remember what it was called. Oh, I'm glad you weren't hoping I would remember it. Sorry, what is it called? I was looking at tutorial, sorry. What's the ice zone <laughs> called? Oh, it's Ice Mountain. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was about to call it Ice Hole Zone. Ice Hole Zone. You have a you have a significant habit of just defaulting to hole for the second word. It's a pinball table. No, just in general. Dude, it's Marble Hole Zone. Bad Hole Zone, yeah. Bad Hole Zone is a... From, from Sonic CD, you have Marble Hole Zone, and then you have Stardust hole zone palm tree hole palm palm tree hole zone exactly palm hole panic zone title hole zone collision hole zone yeah anyway for some reason death hole zone <laughs> for some reason the ice zone is the thing that comes up second when you're fighting tails and if you can beat eggman twice you effectively win you get there's probably ways to get 15 million points by just abusing a system but it really comes down to beating eggman there's a way where you can get 5 million points. I think it's like by activating ring mode. I would like to point out that when you're fighting Tails, you don't start in Neo Green Hill Zone. You start in... Casino Dingle? Yeah, Casino Dingle Zone. Casino Hole Zone, I think. <laughs> hole Polis, I think is what you're referring to. Yeah. Hole Polis, yeah. Yeah, you do start at the casino area. I forgot about that. Which is also not the second area in Sonic Advance, so I don't know why they start you there. <laughs> 
But essentially, after fighting Tails on the Sonic board, which is basically just the same exact thing, but you have to get further, and it's much, much harder for some reason. Yeah. Beating Eggman twice is just way less consistent than beating him once within Knuckles' time limit. Plus, do you have a time limit as Knuckles? I don't even remember. It's so easy. Yeah. For some reason. Uh, it, it was not for me the first time, and it turns out I, I'm actually just bad at this game. Yeah. Because... I cannot get past level 2, period. One thing that I want to acknowledge is that this game is not for people who like Sonic. This game is for people who like pinball and may happen to like be able to tolerate Sonic. Yeah. Because there's just nothing there's nothing here to make it feel like a Sonic game other than the faces of Sonic and other Sega characters slapped around on it. Yeah. But the physics are way more demanding, the layouts are way more demanding. You basically just have to be able to do the math in your head of where the ball is going to go based on its positioning. Yeah. Which is cool, because that's a fun thing to do in pinball, but that, I don't think that works as well for people like us who have not grown up playing pinball in an arcade. Yeah. There's a lot of a, a lot to do here, and I kind of figured out some of it enough to be able to get me through to the penultimate match of this game, but we'll get to that in a second. Do you, sorry, do you mean the penultimate match? Because, because, because pinball... Because pin... So after you fight Tails, if you can beat Eggman twice, you fight <laughs> Amy, and Amy is evil just like Tails, and she's got the same weird red coked out eyes as Tails did, and she requires you to fight on the Knight's board. And that is a fun little situation where you have to do the same thing five times, and that opens up this little door. Yeah. And then you have to repeat that process five times. You have to hit this little house... 25 times and then hit this tiny goblin that's on the right side of the board five times just to get to this boss room where you have to hit the boss 15 times wow now to be fair hitting the same thing 25 times is pretty easy to do because it's a very large boy it's not fun though oh no no that's the biggest problem of this game i'd say is that frequently it just requires you to repeat the same task an obscene quantity of times yeah it's interesting because there's only three board layouts in the game, and you would think it being a video game, they would be like, okay, we can do things that regular pinball machines can't, and that's have multiple boards. So let's take advantage of that by having, I don't know, at least four boards. I feel like the pinball in Sonic Adventure was more interesting. Yeah, I was kind of getting that vibe. Which is terrible, because it's not interesting. <laughs> Well, I mean, the problem with Sonic Adventure's pinball is that the physics were weird, horrendously broken. Yeah, but you still get to do fun things. It has cool visuals involved with it. Yeah. It's almost like doing Sonic Spinball, but in 3D. And yeah. You already have two tables, so... It's, it's hard for me not to compare this to Sonic Spinball, because in Spinball the camera was much closer, but you also moved much slower, and you had uh, much more control over your trajectory, and that felt like a really cool bridge between traditional pinball and a, a video game, and especially a Sonic game. Yeah, like a platformer. And this this is just, it's pinball, but you can't see the entire board because it, this is a Game Boy Advance, so we have to scroll when the ball moves up. So you just have to remember where everything is. So there's, I, I would say maybe a couple a couple minutes at least, I would say maybe 10, 15, for, for me personally, granted I am dumb, of just playing the board and failing just because you don't know where everything is until you've memorized where everything is. Yeah. Then you can figure out the angles for everything. Luckily, there's only one board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why there's only one board, because the expectation 
of needing to learn the board is an arduous task in its own. So, this is a handheld game, and I it, it gets its limitations, so you only see half of the board. And I, don't, I didn't really have that much of a problem. I've been playing on my GameCube for most of these games just because it's more convenient. Game Boy Advances are whack. They are whack. This is very true. I don't know. It's like it's really weird that we that like pinball games have just defaulted to handhelds after like the NES. And you know, I don't. I'm not gonna go into that because I don't know anything. I just when it comes to pinball, I'd rather just like play on a machine, even though it's gonna cost money. You know? Yeah. It it feels better because the physics aren't programmed. Yeah, they're they're just real physics. Hon- honestly, just play Space Cadet on Windows XP. <laughs> Yeah, no, let me just get Windows XP and then we're good to go. Dude, if you you don't act like don't act like you did not enjoy that pinball game. Oh, I did a lot actually. I feel like that game is better than this one. It is. Cuz you can see the whole table. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had I think this was also on Windows XP. I had a Monsters Inc pinball game that I was really into for some reason. Are you not into it now? I mean, I have not played it in like 15 years. <laughs> Yeah, also Monsters, Inc. is Isaiah's least favorite level in Kingdom Hearts 3, so obviously he hates it. Yo, okay, we didn't. We, we don't have to include this beef into the podcast, okay? Th- that's just petty, alright? Cut that out. I was going to say something related to pinball, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, that's Steven's fault. Wow! Yeah, you heard me. Let's not blame Steven. What were we talking about before Monsters, Inc.? <clears throat> I don't know. I want to play another pinball game, though. Back to the story. The third area is Amy, and she fights you on the knight's board, and the knight's board requires you basically to, like, shoot a ball into a little hut, and that's the thing you have to do five times. I never quite understood the hitbox with that hut. It's really weird, because sometimes you can just fall into it. Yeah. The hut box? Yeah, it's like the idea headquarters or whatever it's called. It's the thing in knights that you, like, spawn in, I think, in the actual game. And you have to get balls for it. You have to get balls. But after you do that, after you get five, this little thing opens up. It's next to, like, the spot where your ball shoots out. And you basically just have to wait for the ball to get as far down on the left flipper as possible. And then just hit it there. And it goes in pretty consistently. That, I feel like that's one of the easier shots that the game demands you do. Yeah, I agree. Wait, are you talking about the one after the hunt? Yeah, after the five hut hits, you have to hit a ball into a little hole to get, like, the actual gem thing that's uniquely colored. Right, and this, it, for a while it, I thought it had to do with the upper left one, because that's another problem with the, the limited screen space, is that you'll kind of just forget that there are extra flippers in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's one extra flipper in the Sonic one, and then two extra flippers in the Knights one, and the Knights ones are at different heights. Yeah. And at different angles. Yeah, it's real, it's real weird. And sometimes I don't I don't know like the technical pinball term for this, but the auto shooter on the left and right side usually you can get to that one spot with the left shooter, but it's kind of inconsistent how it shoots you. So yeah, at, at this point in the game, I had realized that the game for story mode doesn't really want you to interact with any of the features besides the ones they specifically put arrows on. So I did hardly any exploration on the knights level. Well, yeah. For me, I just don't have a consistent enough like way of like understanding pinball to do that. So a lot of times, I would activate the hut, have a hard time getting into the side thing, and then just accidentally activating another event, which once that's finished, it resets the uh, hut. So I have to go back to the hut and then do the right thing. And it's just... 
Yeah, that's the other thing, is that this game, in arcade mode, I'm sure it's fine, because you're just playing it for fun. But yeah. in the story mode, they give you pretty specific tasks. Like you, like we said, you almost always have to beat Eggman. But sometimes there's a situation where if you accidentally meet certain conditions, instead of activating Eggman when you go through the loop that's supposed to activate him, you can activate ring mode, which, in my experience, was just a colossal waste of time. Yes. Like, it just burns 50 seconds. You just don't get to fight Eggman for that 50 seconds. Yeah. It seems to me like you really have to just do the thing that makes the most points by... There's a huge difference. Fighting Eggman gives you 10 million, and nothing else comes anywhere near that. And so there's no point to doing anything else. It will make you lose if you do. Yeah, also, fighting Eggman, once you beat him, it activates a score bonus mode, where if you can shoot yourself through the two outermost loops, you get even more points. And I'm like, why would I ever do anything besides this when it's so clearly pointing there? And then why would the stuff that you can do reset your progress for, like, the Eggman meter? Yeah. I would just rather just go to the next stage and not worry about the bonus. Yeah, that too. Like, it still feels like more of a waste of time, because later on, the requirements aren't even score-based. Like, beating the level isn't score-based at all. Yeah. yeah. It's so... unfathomable. But yeah, basically... It's like it wants you to understand the mechanics of it by forcing you to do it. Yeah, and like, not rewarding you for certain things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at, at the end of the night's level, after you repeat the task 25 times... It takes you to a similar situation with the Sonic one, where the board changes, but really all of it is is a palette swap, and then some, like, some assets look different. Yeah. So you go to, like, a nightmare version of the Knight's board, and there's a boss in the upper right corner instead of whatever's there usually. And if you hit that boss a dozen times or so, he dies, and then Amy's like, oh, you won. And then you go on to the next fight, which is with Metal Sonic. And Metal Sonic has the shortest dialogue, which I am happy about, because you will be fighting him a lot. Oh, yeah. He basically just says the first one to beat all the boss or to like beat all the zones wins. Can I just say that it really bothers me? So, like, the first for like Tails and Amy and Knuckles, they just reuse old art and maybe modify it a little bit. Yeah. Like, of the advanced games. But Metal Sonic hasn't appeared in any other game, so they just use the Sonic CD art. Granted, you can't tell that much because he doesn't change that much, but it's still just kind of. A weird inconsistency. Yeah, it's also weird that this is his first appearance in a handheld game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, outside of that Game Gear game. Was he in Pocket Adventure? No, he was in Chaos, right? He, he was in Triple Trouble. You guys keep trying to say Chaos, but then, yeah, it's actually Triple Trouble. It's because it's significantly more memorable than Triple Trouble, other than that one train stage. Yeah. Excellent train stage, though. Ex top-notch train stage. <laughs> God, that was that was top-notch train stage is pretty hard to say. It certainly is. So when you fight Metal Sonic, he's like, hey, just beat Eggman seven times, basically. And you get two balls to do that. Ooh. As opposed to three. I mean, as opposed to like anything. Like, it's just you just they just dump you in there and they're like, have fun. Or not. And this was the point where I realized that this game is obscenely hard. That's when you realized it? It's impossible to do things consistently seven times in a row. No, because here's the thing. Everything else is beatable. Every other part of this felt beatable to me because even if you think of it as luck, you get good enough at keeping the ball from falling down the middle that eventually you'll beat Tails by just happening to get Eggman down twice. 
Yeah. But then it, the game demands that you do it seven times in a row, which means you have to put a ball through with the egg loop three times, then you have to put it through a fourth time to get the feature hole, which it only opens after accomplishing certain tasks. And it seems like there's a task on the board you can do that will make it open without having to go through that loop, but I don't understand that at all. But anyway, after you go through the egg hole three times, Eggman drops down in this hole that is in kind of the perfect spot on the board for me to have no idea how to consistently hit the ball there. Yeah. yeah. It seems like the best way to do it is to have the ball in midair and then hit it with the left flipper, but that's not something you can set up easily. I mean, it probably is for someone who understands pinball really well, but again, for us who we play regular video games and not weird physics-based flipper games. It's certainly not our... We're not the target demographic here. Not at all. I, I want to keep make that super clear because I think this game is probably fun for someone who likes pinball. Yeah. But for myself, having to hit the ball out of midair is just incredibly difficult with the simplified controls that I have here. And then you have to do that seven times. So you have to you have to put this ball through the same loop 28 times. And then you have to hit the impossible Eggman hole seven times to beat Metal Sonic. The most I got was I got to the fourth table. So I killed Eggman three times. So it's it's really the challenge comes from not they want you to be skilled, but they want you to be consistent. And that's yes, that's like a serious ask. And it's so hard to be consistent because there are so many, there are so, so, so many factors that go into where the ball is going to go once you hit it off the flipper. And normally you can get it to like the right or left side of the board pretty consistently. And there are some like systems in place to sort of help the ball into certain areas. Yeah. I can very consistently make the ball into the the loop that takes it back to the beginning that basically resets the board for you. But getting it into the egg hole, getting it into the egg loop, you usually have to wait as long as possible and then hit the ball at the last minute on the left side. But there's like three different things that can do. One thing it can do is actually just hit the bouncer that's above the flipper to the right, and then you just don't go into the hole at all, which is bad. That feels really awful. The next thing it can do is it gets caught on this little corner that just doesn't need to be there. It would go into the, the egg loop easily, but then it just hits this weird bump that you can't even see because of how fast the screen moves, Yeah. and then it shoots it in a random direction. Or there's this other slope that appears to have a sort of vortex system where it just sucks the ball into it, and you always get that one, think that you're going into the egg hole, and then it just drops it back onto your right flipper, and you're like, why, why would it do that to me? on an emotional level. It's crazy how specific that it is and therefore how ridiculous it is that it demands that you are able to do it consistently. Yeah, so many times. So many times. Takes a pinball wizard. So can I ask you guys, is it just me or is the night stage much easier? It's a joke. It's boring. Like, it's really boring. Yeah. But yeah, it's way easier. Because I, you know, the first time I played the night stage was in an arcade mode. And I, I almost got through all seven stages, and the reason I stopped was not because I got a game over, but because I lost interest and intentionally died several times. Yeah, it's just boring. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This Each stage is identical to the last. Yeah, like the exact... It's the same problem with the Sonic one. There's basically only three stages in this game, and then there's a bunch of palette swaps for each of them. Yeah. I went to different websites to look up reviews, and people like this game. Critics enjoyed it, which to me says the people that worked at those companies, they sent this game specifically to people who like pinball, is what I have to assume. Yeah. Because this game didn't speak to me at all. It's interesting because there's a lot of branding stuff that is very Sonic. In the Sonic stage, you have these two holes with chow eggs next to them, 
and if you get Sonic, if you, er, sorry, you get the pinball, Sonic is not the pinball, this isn't Spinball. If you get the pinball in one of those holes, then the Chao egg next to it hatches, and then if you keep doing that, the Chao keeps growing, and and eventually you'll enter a, a specific mode or whatever. Right. But I, I think it's, it's cool that it's like, oh yeah, the Chao grows, it goes into the shell that tells you that it's about to evolve, and stuff like that. So it is, this is straight how the Chow Garden works in the Sonic Adventure games. Yeah. And that's in our, that's in our pinball game. But in the Sonic Adventure games where it's like interesting and fun because it's this thing that you get to do on the side that doesn't distract from anything really if you don't want it to. In this case, if you raise your child to be a Chaos Chow, suddenly you enter a mode that keeps you from fighting Eggman. Yeah, that's, that's pretty not good. It punishes, it literally punishes you. Yeah. It's so weird that, like, doing things well punishes you in this game. It's significantly less big of a deal in arcade mode, which I think is maybe what the what it was intended for you to spend most of your time in, but I don't I don't know. But that's weird because that's the least rewarding mode, because you don't get anything. Yeah. The, the way that you unlock things in this game is by beating characters in story mode, and basically what that'll get you is it gets you a new board in the arcade mode, It'll get you new things to do in the Casinoopolis mode that we'll be talking about in a second. And I think there's one other thing that you can unlock, but I forget what it is. I, oh, I think it might be like mini-games in the party mode. I'm I'm pretty sure I unlocked the third board by playing the arcade mode, but I do only have the default Casino mini-game, so... Are you referring to Sama de Amigo? Yeah. You get that for beating Knuckles. Oh, okay, never mind then. Ignore. Yeah, I don't remember. When I first got this game, I didn't remember having it, then I just suddenly saw it. Yeah, basically, whenever you beat a character at story mode, once you lose to them, like the next one, because you will not likely be beating two characters in a row, I would be impressed if you could. <laughs> Good thing that it saves your progress. Yeah, you'll, like, game over, you'll come to the title screen, it'll tell you, like, you unlocked this, and you can go and just fight the same round right over again, which is nice. I, I was almost... If I had beaten Metal Sonic, I think I would like this game more. Yeah. That's where I'm at with beating Tails. Well, I don't like when you lose, you just go back to the title screen. Yeah. I hate how long it takes. Yeah. Like, it's an obscenely long process. It's a, it's a long process, and then the dialogue is unskippable. Yep. It's not good. It's not great at all. Also, can we talk about how the ball save mechanic works? It doesn't. Uh, we don't know. It's just, like, time-based, probably. Yeah, so sometimes when... You lose a ball, instead of losing a ball and having to use a new ball, you know, like losing a life or whatever, it just goes ball save, and then it just launches a ball for free, and you do not suffer any penalties. And I have genuinely no idea what triggers it, but it seems to trigger a lot more often in the night stage than in any other stage. Yeah, it almost never triggers on a Samba stage. Yeah. And, and again, no idea what makes it happen. It's the most obscure mechanic in the game. It's just like sometimes the game decides that you lose a life. And I'm sure there's something we're missing that like makes it make sense, but it's just... Ugh. Yeah, there's no information on the screen, you know, with the pinball text staple on the top of the screen at all times. Yeah, the text crawl. There's also text on the bottom of the screen that's just default text, which is like lame. But neither of those things actually tell you what's going on with the ball save mechanic. Yeah. Also, like, this game just has a lot more going on than Spinball did, and it's really hard to tell at any given point what anything is doing. It's it's very dense. Because Spinball boards are larger, right? Yeah. But everything is, is spread out and very self-contained, and all of... Ev everything's all on two Game Boy Advance screens worth of space. Yeah, it's crazy. 
So what's the Samba de Amigo board like? Because I played it for approximately three seconds before I remember this doesn't matter and I don't need to be good at it. Yeah, so that's about how long I played it, and it was not because it didn't matter, it's because there's really nothing happening in that board. So I have the tutorial thing up right now. There are like three modes you have to do. It's song select mode, which you, there's like six buttons at the top that you have maracas in a shape, and I guess that chooses the song. Then you have to do something with the loops, and it picks the song. And it has something to do with the ramps. I... It's it's weird. It's the smallest ramp, but it also seems like the most complicated. It's it's interesting because the this board is the opposite of the other two boards in that it is not dense at all. Right. It looks like there's nothing in it actually. But it sounds like the most confusing by the way you're describing it. Yes. Well, it seems like it's it's the one that has the most amount of modes in it. Well, it it, it sounds like it's supposed to be a rhythm game because it says you know to you need to get an A rank to it. But how do you rhythm game a pinball? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like way more particular than I ever want this to be. This is, this is what Omochao was saying to me. Have you ever played Samba de Amigo? No. You can play a mini game version of Samba de Amigo in this mode. Literally an ad for Samba de Amigo. To start this mode, turn on all fever lights and inner and outer lanes and hit the ball into the song play hole. <laughs> Pinball game will be suspended during this mode. Oh, okay. What? Wait, it stops the pinball game and you just play Samba de Amigo on the Game Boy Advance? Uh, I guess. Good game. Obviously, no one played on the Dreamcast. Good game. Can we, like... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out if there's a fourth stage. I'm gonna Google this. No, let's, let's talk about something else. Yeah, go talk about the casino minigames. <laughs> so, you get rings in this game that you can spend at the Tiny Chow Garden. And they are very difficult to acquire in the actual pinball machines, which is probably... It might sound like a weird complaint, but it's probably my biggest complaint with the game, is that the rings just aren't something that you acquire by playing it. You have to go out of your way to, to get the rings. Yeah, it's the opposite of why Sonic Adventure 2 is good. Yeah. Or Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, I guess. But so, so there are many games where you basically can gamble your rings. And so the, f the first one is, is a roulette wheel where... You play a pinball, like a very simple pinball board that is around a roulette wheel, and you have to land your pinball in specific holes, and those holes say, okay, well now you've, you've triggered this number on the roulette wheel. And once you run out of time, all of the numbers that you've triggered are the ones that, if it lands on, then you get a payout. So you want to you wanna play as well as possible. Uh, but every ball that you launch costs one ring, and so that's your your payment to entry. Yeah. I actually really like this concept. Yeah. I think I do too. To me, it's like the best part of the game, because for one, the board is all just one screen. It's not got the problem yes. of the other segments of the game where the board is too big. Everything fits on one screen, and there are two holes, and getting the ball into them is very consistent. Yeah. It's difficult, but it always functions the same way. Because of the size of the board, your ball is not doing as many complicated things. You don't need to make the ball... You don't need to hit it out of the air. You just need to wait till the last possible second that the ball is on a flipper to hit it. Because they're in the top left and right corners. So, like, you basically need to shoot them from the opposite flipper into the hole. Yeah. And then the reward? The reward is very, very clear. <laughs> yes. Like, it shows you explicitly what is happening based on what you're doing. Yeah. Here's, here's something else I like about it, which is that it feels like practice, but like it's practice that actually rewards you with something. You're getting better at playing the game because you have to be good at a specific set of skills in order to do well in this minigame, 
and those set of skills are also required to make progress in the main game. Yeah. yeah. And so it sort of isolates th those skills and forces you to practice them, and rewards you for doing so. Yeah, this feels like more rewarding than the story mode does, too. Because you're getting the rings for the Tiny Chow Garden, which is... The Tiny Chow Garden is back from the two other games we've been playing. Yeah. And you can raise a child there. The same... Everything basically applies the same way. But this this time, it feels like the best way to get rings is to do this, this casino mode. Because you can make more than, like, 200 back by just playing this mode. Yeah. Which is more than you could make it pretty much any given time in the previous games. I mean, if you were really good at Sonic Advance, you could pick up quite a few rings, but that's over the course of a three-minute level, so... I don't know, they give you 120 seconds, and the time freezes whenever you get a roulette wheel, so I'd, I'd still say this minigame takes up about three minutes. I don't think it takes up three minutes. I think it probably takes up, like, a couple minutes. Because they're super seconds, they're not... <laughs> I think I think the main series Sonic games do a pretty good job of not having super seconds, but this casino mode seems to move a little faster than a real second. I don't know. Yeah, let me look. Let me take a look. I haven't been playing this whole time because I'm really burnt out in this game. I tried to play it like six different times because I really wanted to be Metal Sonic. Man, man, is this game draining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I still can't get past Tails, so you know that's where I'm at emotionally. It's it's a whole mess. But yeah, there are two other mini-games for this casino, and there might be more. You might get one for beating Metal Sonic, I don't know. But the next one is a slot machine, which is just an objectively worse version of the roulette. Because like basically all you do is you hit the ball into a hole, and when you do that, you get an active line on the slot machine. And slot machines, you can usually have three active lines, which is left to right, top left to bottom right, bottom left to top right, basically. And if you can get all three of those, then you just like hit the ball into the hole until things happen in a really weird. Like it's more obscure than the slot machine or than the roulette is. Yeah. And then the payout isn't as good as the roulette anyway. Usually, I think I guess if you got a what do you call it a jackpot, then it might be a better payout. Right. But like it's just random. Whereas the roulette, you can very very easily control like how much money you're gonna get just by playing well. Yeah. I think the bingo is pretty straightforward. The is it's the most for me, but. Yeah, the third one that you get is bingo, which is just every time you hit a ball in there, they call out like a number and a letter, and then you get your your spot on the bingo board. Yeah. The problem with that one is that you don't make very much, and it ends as soon as you get a bingo. That's true. Whereas with the roulette, I, I feel like the roulette is just the best designed one, because the better you play, the more you get out of it. Yeah. I mean, does it let you know when you get rings? Because I was just kind of hitting it around, and I wasn't really getting a lot of feedback. Yeah, it lets you know when you get rings. And it spins when you lose, right? No, it spins when you run out of time. Oh, okay. So you have 120 seconds, and at the end of that, right. it spins. And whatever places you've landed on, those have a chance to... Those are the ones that if your ball finally lands on when it spins, you get a payout. And so, therefore, the more bets you actually make, the higher your chance of getting a payout. To be fair, I probably would have enjoyed this more if I like had known about it earlier, because I just stuck to arcade and... Mm -hmm story mode and i honestly after sonic advance 2 i didn't even expect to see the chow garden like i had to do some loop-de-loops to unlock it or something <laughs> but it was right there and i'm like oh okay well i already know what this does this this game is like tetris meets othello uh in the way that i don't want to play it <laughs> nice dun, dun. well it reminds me of like i don't know peggle or something it's definitely not as good of a way to make money as the casino. Wait, what's that Bubble Bobble spinoff called again? Bust a move? Yeah, Bust a move. 
It's actually called Puzzle Bubble, but Bust a Move is the weird name we had in it for America for a while. It's a very misleading name. Yeah, basically there's a... It's just like you shoot a ball at the top of the screen and you have to match groups of balls. I would like this a lot if you made more rings. Yeah, I, I feel like especially because once you get to the end of a round, it looks like your reward goes up next round. But that only seems to happen once and then the rewards level out and that's really weird. The problem is that there are three rounds. You can only ever get a maximum of, I think, like 15 rings in one go, because they basically form as little pockets that if you stand under and, like, take a risk by basically not doing anything for a little bit, you can get more rings. Yeah. But they never go up past 15, and you basically only get three rounds of this game, and then it stops and makes you restart, which sucks, because I would love to just play this and let it get super hard and then just, like coincidentally grab some rings and have fun playing it. Yeah. But they just don't want to reward you very much. It's really weird. Especially because there is the... Like, the Casinopolis exists, so it feels weird that they would be like, oh, we don't want the player getting too many rings in this minigame. Yeah, like, that's what felt weird about the Tiny Child Garden the whole way through, is that this... <laughs> there's such an easy way to get rings in Sonic Adventure. It seems pretty quick to collect them. But this game and the other Game Boy Advance games don't want it to be convenient to get Chow, which is weird because the the ring counts required to buy things in the Tiny Chow Garden are just as high as the GameCube version. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it sort of makes sense. You can't get rings... Like, in, in the Tiny Chow Garden that doesn't have a game associated with it, you can't get rings if you're not playing the game because you're in the Tiny Chow Garden and maybe you've disconnected it or whatever. Yeah. But in this in this game and in Sonic Advance, you can get rings by just playing the game that is actually the main game that Tiny Chow comes with. So it, it just sort of feels weird that these minigames would yield such low values, like they might as well not sort of be there, you know? Yeah, there's like no point to them. Like, I think that the one where you play Rock, Paper, Scissors is an opportunity to get the most because that one doesn't stop too early. Yeah. But you have to be super good at it. Yeah, and it's and it's genuinely fun too. I think. Yeah, but basically, yeah, the Casinoopolis mini games are like the best way on a handheld system to get rings, in my opinion, for the Tiny Chow Garden. But even then, it's not amazing. I just think it's the funnest part of this game, which is weird. Mm -hmm. So, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Um, not really. That that pretty much covers it. Oh, actually, so the default controls for this are weird. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. What you would probably expect from this pinball game is that maybe A and B would be separate flippers, or L and R would be the separate flippers, but no. It's separate, because your you're, picture says you're holding a Game Boy Advance. It's the left direction and the A button, because those are like the farthest buttons from each other, and that's how they decide to do the buttons. But thankfully, you can go to the options menu and reconfigure it. Yeah, this is like the first handheld game I think I've ever seen where you can reconfigure controls. Thankfully. Yeah, I think some of the Mega Mans do it, from what I remember. But yeah, this is like the first time I can ever remember a game being like, we know we did it wrong, fix it. <laughs> there also is a sound test, which is great, because this game has supersonic racing on it. And open your heart. Did you guys get that far? In oh no, I didn't. No. Yeah, it's got a Game Boy Advance version of open your oh, heart. I gotta listen to that later. Oh my god, I'm absolutely listening to that after this <laughs> recording is done. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be the best song in this game, I'm not sure. <laughs>
That's really good. Also, I'm pretty sure Sound Test was another thing you had to unlock in Sonic Advance 2. Oh, probably. They they just didn't let you have fun in that game. It just gives it to you. This game this game is like X. It gives it to you. Uh, I would say like Sonic Advance 1, but sure. Thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down. After Isaiah's situation there with the uh, thumbs down. <laughs> so... So, so this is our official thumbs. Yeah, when you when you said that joke, I was like, all right, this episode is done. We need to get we need to get this out of the oven and onto the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to burn, Isaiah. It's about to burn. <laughs> I came really close to liking this game. So did I. Me too. But I still feel like we need the ideal Sonic pinball experience, and this isn't it. Sonic spinball is definitely it. Sonic spinball is. 100% the closest, Yeah, and we all gave it a thumbs up. This game is just worse than Sonic Spinball for someone who likes Sonic. I'm sure it's better for someone who likes Spinball. Yeah. I would be very interested to hear somebody be like, oh yeah, actually, you guys didn't like it, but this game is very fun, you know? Well, it's a competent pinball. It's got amazing physics for a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, well, and I also, I sort of approach this game as like, I'm a kid and I'm playing this in a car ride, like on a road trip or whatever. And I would probably get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I actually have the opposite feeling. When I play games on a road trip, if I'm not regularly making progress, it makes me just a seething pit of, like, car rage. Yeah. And, like, since I can't move around, I just can't get any of that out, so I just, like, <laughs> stew and stew and burn, and, like, like I need to play RPGs on car rides because they're just so, like, yeah, quickly rewarding. Yeah, interesting. So I'm also giving it a thumbs down. But believe me when I say I want this game to be a thumbs up. I have a feeling that this is not going to be the game that is like at the bottom of our list by the end of this. Yeah, that's probably not true. Mm -hmm. Or that probably is true. That it's not true. I don't know though it might because I don't feel like we have a lot of stinkers for this section of Sonic's history. Yeah. I don't know, I might put Sonic Advance 2 below this. No, I think that you guys might. I definitely won't. I could see why you would though. But like, I'm just saying, I don't think that this game, this this section of Sonic doesn't have like a Sonic Eraser or like a Sonic Game Gear 2 or a Sonic Labyrinth. Yeah, there's no like steaming pile of garbage. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's Shadow the Hedgehog, but like we haven't got there yet. Yeah, that's. I think that's the most questionable one. Yeah, we've also got uh, Sega Superstars. Shadow the Hedgehog will be a very interesting episode. Okay, I'll have questions later. Okay, you can find us on Twitter at No Spin Dash <laughs> Yeah. You can also find us on Twitch at NoSpinDashZone. You can send us your emails to NoSpinDashZone at gmail.com. You can find me at Twitter at IsaiahGames. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. You can follow me at DrawsCharlie, where I draw things every day. Guys, next week's game is Sonic Battle, which could be named better, but <laughs> I'm really excited. Sonic Adventure Battle. Nope. Not that one. Goodbye. We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.